<laughs> All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy uh Wednesday? It's Wednesday, right? <laughs> Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. As you can see, the days are running together for your girl. Uh, <laughs> but this is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast. Hi, them Carter boys. Mama. <laughs> I love that name. Uh, this is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Uh, if you are new to the show and you don't know who I am, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your um, business foundation together. So your business paperwork, getting registered with the state, EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, contracts, basic brand protection strategies, hiring employees properly, all that your girl got you. Why? Hi, Akam. I'm not sure how to say your name. Akam K. Kalji. I think that's how you say it. Why am I qualified to help you do all of these things? I'm qualified because I'm a licensed attorney with a specialization in business formation, have been for 14 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. Now, my friends on Facebook, I'm going to say this one more time because we've got a few more people in here. There is a long delay on Facebook about 30 to 60 seconds and you are free to stay there. I will still read your comments and questions as they come. But if you would like to join us in more real time, so I get to your questions and comments earlier, you may want to come join us over on Instagram at NPL Consulting Firm, okay? All right. Um, but yes, where was I? So um, I was telling y'all why I'm qualified to do what I do, but that's enough about my business. Uh, uh, if you want to get in contact with me to see how we can get your business together in terms of, you know, making sure your paperwork is in order, making sure you have contracts, helping you get, you know, your trademark life together, your copyrights together, hiring employees properly, you're going to want to do something. You're going to want to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the only link in my bio on Instagram and it is all over my page on Facebook, okay? That is where you find everything that I do. It's where you can book a free 15-minute consultation if you're a first-time client. It's where you can download the free BizLaunch cheat sheet that will help you choose and uh, start your dream business in seven days or less. Uh, that's also where you can pick up Business Startup Basics, which is my four part video series with three ebooks that gives you a crash course in entrepreneurship so that you can hit these business streets run in all right um as well uh for the ladies uh that is also where you can register for the power of three women's virtual summit i'm going to be a featured speaker so if you would like to participate in um in, in an educational and empowering event that's going to be happening June 26th and 27th. It is a virtual event and it is totally free to attend. Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and register today. Okay. 
But um, now let's move on to the show. So the way that the show works is that I pull stories from the news, stories that you lovely people have sent me, stories that I find on blog sites, um, and I pick the ones that have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we discuss them, okay? So this is a conversation between me and y'all, all right? We are at a round table. We just, you know, we just enjoying some drinks, some tea, and, and you know, just having a conversation. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't have the Rona, promise. <laughs> but um, I don't want you to feel scared about commenting, about um, asking questions. This is the place for that, Okay. Um, so I think that I have talked you guys' ear off enough. Our intro went, was, has been about five minutes. So we are going to get down to business, okay? Um, so we only have a couple of stories tonight. If we finish early, we are going to go into general Q&A for business formation. So if you guys have ever just wanted to kind of pick my brain, if we finish early, get your questions ready because that is going to be the time, okay? Uh, all right, so we are getting started. Our first um, story has to do with something that was near and dear to my childhood, and I'm actually kind of offended that this happened. Uh, if you have heard of Scholastic, give me the emoji for books. Um, Scholastic. For those of you, I don't know, I'm pretty sure most of you know what Scholastic is, but on the off chance that someone doesn't, Scholastic, they, uh, I remember in grade school, they always had the Scholastic Book Fair. They sell books and, you know, paraphernalia for kids, you know, to enjoy themselves, activity books. Thank you, One True Empress. Um, all sorts of liter literary entertainment for children, right? That is what Scholastic does. They had their the weekly reader. I remember I loved Scholastic when I was in school, and I remember the Scholastic Fair would come. I'd be like, Mama, can I get this? <laughs> These books that I probably read one time. Anyway, as you, if anybody who is familiar with Scholastic, you know that Scholastic, they churn out a lot of material, right, which require, and a lot of it has photos, and those photos have to come from somewhere, and somehow, thank you, thank you, Ashley, oh, you loved Order and One True Empress, yes, um, me and my nerd behind, you know, one time Scholastic came, and the book, <laughs> the book that I ordered that time, it was called where there's a will, there's an A, and it was a book to teach you better vocabulary. And I think I was in the fourth grade. What kind of fourth grader buys a book to improve their vocabulary? <laughs> but anyway, um, so Scholastic, uh, you know, they use a lot of pictures in their publications. And here is where the problem comes. There is a photographer by the name of Joseph Som. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. There's a photographer by the name of Joseph Som, okay? Um, he has a stock photography biz. So if you think of, um, what's that thing, stock photos or iStock or whatever, any of those websites where you can purchase um, photos for, for your things, they're called stock photos, he has his own company for that, John Som, right? But, you know, uh, John, as a photographer, he's trying to get his work out everywhere. So he had an agreement with three different um, distribution companies to license out his pics. So he basically signed an agreement with three different companies 
um, for them to be able to license out his pictures to other people. So John is like, you know, I can't reach all the companies myself, but if I sign with these companies, they can get my work into the places that it's supposed to be. So we had three different agreements and he was getting money from all of these. The weird thing was all three of these companies, they worked with Scholastic. Okay. Um, but here's the problem. One of the companies that was licensing out pictures to Scholastic, the account that Scholastic had with them was one that gave them, you know, a certain amount of photos they could use for the month for a set price, right? We all felt, uh, hold on, once you ever said, we felt, we all felt special getting our books from the principal, getting called. They called you out of class. They didn't do that to us. They just brought the stuff upstairs. (laughs) Um... But yeah, so one of Joseph's companies that he was working with, you know, they had basically um, this monthly agreement with Scholastic. Scholastic, hey, you can, and I'm just making up this number because I don't know how many images Scholastic was allowed, but let's just say they were like, Scholastic, you can use 200 images a month, right? Um, But then Scholastic, they went over their... Um, amount of images that they could use. Uh, They used about 89 photos extra than was in their account, okay? And um, they were using these photos and they weren't paying extra for them. So when this licensing company and Joseph Psalm found out that Scholastic was using his pictures without permission or at least without paying for them, Joseph filed a lawsuit against Scholastic for copyright infringement, right? Why? Because when Joseph signed with this licensing company, part of his agreement with them was that all of his pictures had to be copyrighted. Now, Joseph did not have his copyrights. However, in his agreement with this company, they said, hey, we will copyright your images for you and then we will give you back the copyright when our, when our business with each other is done, right? So Joseph and the company called Cordis, they have a good relationship. He's getting his money, ain't no problems. But then Scholastic goes and uses too many pictures and doesn't want to pay for the extra pictures. So Joseph goes and sues them for copyright infringement. But then Scholastic was like, um, well, you don't even have a right to sue us because your name isn't even on the copyright application, Right? So the lower courts agreed with Scholastic and initially Scholastic won this, uh, this court case saying that, th- that they basically hadn't done anything wrong because Joseph Psalm's name was not on the copyright. So he didn't really have a right to bring a case, but Joseph, he appealed the decision. So when the court gives a decision that you don't like, you don't necessarily have to get stuck with it. You can always appeal. Joseph appealed this decision. And the court, you know, they went back and looked at everything and they looked at how the pictures were copyrighted. And they came to this to the decision that the the licensing company called Cordis, they were the author of the compilation. So they they basically group copyrighted a bunch of photos, right? But when you're copywriting something, even if there are multiple authors, The court said it doesn't really mean that you have to put everybody's name on there. You can just put the name of the person who put everything together 
and the other the other people's work who are in there they can get copyright allowances from that so joseph psalm has actually um gotten a, a a judgment in his favor and scholastic is probably going to have to pay a hefty sum for copyright infringement because they did not um stay within the parameters of their contract with cordis now i picked this case for two reasons because of copyrights and because of contracts okay so one Scholastic violated their contract with Cordis because they went over the amount of images that they were allowed to use. Your contracts are there to spell out what you can and cannot do. And Scholastic just said, we Scholastic, girl, we're going to use all the pictures that we want. The second reason, um, the second contract issue is that Joseph had a contractual agreement the the licensing company did sue them, but Joseph sued along with them, and they tried to get it knocked out because Joseph was not on the copyright application. So that's what initially happened, right? Um, but yes, so Scholastic violated their contract with um, Cordis, and then John with this company Cordis, he had a contract with them. You copyright my work, and then when we're done, we're, you know, give me my money, and then we're done, we'll, I'll, I'll get the copyright back. So they were keeping up their end of the bargain, and Scholastic violated theirs. Now, in the realm of copyright, the point that I want you to take away is that if you know people who are in photography, if they sign up with distribution companies to get their photos out there, you want to make sure that you retain your copyright. Because Joseph, you know, he had a good contract where the company said, hey, we're going to distribute your, your pictures, but we need to make sure that they are copyrighted. So we will copyright them for you, and then you can get the copyright back when we're done. If you are in a, a, a business where your work is being handled by a third party, you want to make sure that you retain your intellectual property rights. You never want to sign away your copyrights or your trademarks because that th those are worth a lot of money. So Joseph Sam and Cordis, they you know have prevailed in court and scholastic shame on you. You, you have been teaching us lessons through books since I was a child, and you out here violating copyrights. I cannot believe it. I am wounded. Um, but anyway, but yes, this story was, is basically, um, this is a good, this is a good, um, result for photographers because for photographers, if you're trying to get your work out there by yourself, it can be really hard. So a lot of times you're going to have to use a third party company to help spread the word. So this is a very good case, um, for, for photographers so they know that even if the company themselves are copywriting the image, you can always have the option of getting that copyright allowance back when your business is done with them, okay? Um, Zephyrina said, what if I create a photo on an app? Can I get a copyright for that? Well, Zephyrina, that would depend on what um, where the picture started. If you used a template that was provided to you by the app, most likely not, but if you took a picture on your own and then you use an app, you know, to kind of dress it up or, you know, do something blurry or change some colors, 
That's different. It's all very situational and it depends on how the picture was created, which we're going to actually go to in our next case. But in terms of photos on apps, if you're using templates from an app to make a photo, um, you're probably not going to be able to copyright that because you're already using it on an open source on an open source platform. However, if you take an original photo that you took, you know, with your hands or your camera, whatever, and you use a Photoshop app or something like that to, to gussy it up, just like many photographers, when they have to go and clean up work after they do a photo shoot. So y'all know I took pictures with my family over the holidays, right? The photographer, he took the raw photos, but then after we had to choose the photos for him to go and, you know, Photoshop and make them absolutely perfect. So if you have a picture that you took by yourself and you use a photo editing app to help make it more perfect, then you can probably get a copy. <laughs> yes, Gussie, you can probably get a copyright for that. But if it, if you're taking a stock image, meaning an image that you can purchase somewhere or, you know, that is just out there on the internet for anybody to use, you probably cannot get a copyright for that, okay? So I hope I answered your question, Zephyrina. Oh, wow, that took a lot of time. All right. Um, so that was the first case. We are going to move to our second case, which is also about photographers. Tonight is all about the photographers. So tell your photography friends to watch this broadcast because this is all about them. All right. And this is why I called this episode, just get a license because a lot of this has to do with not getting licenses from photographers, which is not that hard. Okay. So um, do we have any fashion fans here? Um, anybody a fan of like the fashion weeks, like Milan Fashion Week, Paris Fashion Week? Um, <clears throat> if you're into the Fashion Week shows, you know that, you know, they unveil collections that are unique and, you know, avant-garde and bizarre, things that you probably wouldn't necessarily see in the street, but are just absolutely stunning pieces of wearable art, right? I ain't never been either, girl. I've been in D.C. Fashion Week. <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, you know, and the thing is, within fashion, there there is always this, um, there has always been this unfortunate thing of people stealing ideas from other people. Um, whether it be concepts or photos, there are tons of smaller designers who have complained about bigger brands, you know, stealing their designs and there's nothing they can do because they don't have intellectual property rights over their designs, right? It's really hard to get intellectual property rights in the fashion world. Um, and there, this is a case where, you know, fashion went a little too far. So there is a, a designer by the name of Antonio Maras. Um, he unveiled a collection in 2014, so six years ago. This has been going on for six years. He unveiled a collection at Milan Fashion Week. It was a bunch of very like dramatic pieces, and they all had this same image of them, of a wolf howling at the moon, okay? It was like a print of a wolf howling at the moon on each one of these pieces. <laughs> the collection was absolutely beautiful. The problem with it was that the image that Antonio Maras was using on these beautiful pieces of clothing was based on a, 
of um, a picture that was taken by an American photographer by the name of Daniel Cox. Daniel Cox is a photographer who works for National Geographic. So he, he knows how to picture animals and he took this amazing picture of a wolf, you know, he, and like we were talking about when Zephyrina asked about, you know, making a picture on an app, Daniel Cox, he took a picture of the wolf, hi Tanya, and you know, he edited it, he made the, the, the background blurry so the wolf really stood out, and there was a moon in the background, so Daniel really made the picture pop, right, um, and Antonio Maras took that picture and used it for the fabric for his designs. Uh, so Daniel Cox filed a law, he, and Daniel Cox had his copyrights. He had his copyrights in the United States for these photos. So he had, he did his due diligence, right? So Daniel Cox finds out that Antonio Maras used his photo. He asked Antonio to stop. Antonio was like, girl, what you gonna do about it? Um, so Daniel Cox filed suit against Antonio Maras in Italian court. Now, usually we talk about U.S. cases here. However, this is a case where you take your U.S. copyright that gives you the right to say what happens to your art, and you, because we have treaties, you can go to another country and say, hey, somebody in your country is using my work without authorization, and I have my U.S. copyright. Can we please use this treaty that y'all signed so that I can apply my copyright here and get me my rights to my photo? So... The Italian court, they had, they kind of went back and forth a little bit because they were like, well, this is just a picture of a wolf. You know, like, why is this, is it just a simple picture or is it a work of art? And the Italian court said it is a work of art because it's not like he just snapped it and went. He took the time, he took the picture, he went to his lab, he did his Photoshop, he put those blurs in the back, he made the first standout. He made the picture what it was, and Antonio Maras did not ask to use the picture. And on top of that, Daniel Cox did his due diligence of um, getting his copyright for his photo. So, Daniel Cox won his loss, has finally won his lawsuit in Italy. It has been six years that he has been fighting for his photos. So, do you guys, how much do you think he's going to get from Antonio, if anything? Because all he really wanted was for Antonio to stop using his stuff. Do you think that he's going to get money, or do you think that Antonio is just going to kill the line? What do you think is going to happen? Because in the article I read, there was no mention of an award of money. What do you guys think is going to happen with Antonio Moras and Daniel Cox? What y'all think? I think that um, Antonio Antonio has probably long since stopped selling that collection because it was six years ago and we know fashion is like, right? But um, that doesn't absolve you of your legal obligations. I don't know what Italian remedies look like, but we know at the very least, Antonio is going to have to talk to somebody. Um, Roxamil said, fashion goes so fast, he probably already done on the scene. That might be true because I don't know who Antonio Morales is. And I'm granted, I'm not a fashion girl. I don't keep up with these people. But um, Daniel Cox, he succeeded in Italian court because he did his due diligence and applied for his copyrights in the United States where he took the photos. So ladies and gentlemen, it pays to protect your stuff. Like I said, trademarks and copyrights are not international. However, we have treaties and documents that allow us to extend 
our intellectual property rights around the world, okay? So you want to be sure that you are enforcing your rights. Okay. All right. No problem, Tanya. You know, the replay is going to be up forever. Um, yes. So those were uh, the stories that I had for you today. Like I said, we only had two and we still have like six minutes. So I think that we are going to transition into general Q&A now. So if you guys have any questions, you can feel free to drop them. But while you do that, I do want to um, just remind people who are watching that you have been watching NPL Legal Dish, my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you missed any part of the show, you can uh, watch it from the beginning by um, subscribing to my YouTube channel. How do you do that? You're going to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and there's going to be a link there that says subscribe to my youtube channel now not everybody can watch the video hello mason 1959 not everybody can watch the video replay so if you're more of a podcast person i also have an audio version of the show that you can listen to when you subscribe to my podcast and where can you subscribe link tree forward slash npl consulting firm um so that's where you can go to um listen to or watch back episodes of the show Oh, Ashley, where's Toby? Toby is laying down on the bed right now like he just worked a 13-hour day. You would think that my dog has two jobs the way that he lays around here. (laughs) Yes, um, but yeah, so make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube and, uh, and the YouTube channel and the podcast so you can catch up on back episodes. I've got over 100 videos on YouTube. I've got tons of, um, podcast episodes. So there's tons of information for you in there as well. Ladies, I want to remind you, I'm going to be a featured speaker at the power of three women's virtual summit. It is totally free to attend. If you would like to be, you know, in the company of empowering women, you're going to go to the link in my bio link tree forward slash MPL consulting firm. And the very first button is going to be the link for you to register. It is completely free. And I would love to see you in there supporting me. Okay. Um, and other announcements that I have, um, I mean, we still in the quarantine, <laughs> so nothing really, uh, I, I yeah, th- those are really all of the, um, uh, oh, I'm going to be on a, I'm going to be interviewed next week. I'm going to have the particulars for that for you guys. I want y'all to support me on that too. I'm going to be, um, interviewed uh, by, uh, for Wealthy Wednesdays, um, by one of my colleagues, and I'm really excited about that. When I get the link, I'm gonna send that to y'all. Um, but yeah, those were the stories that I had for you today. We got three more minutes for questions, if y'all have them. Anything on registering your business, brand protection strategies, contracts, you, you got three minutes to ask me, okay? Um, if we don't have any questions, I want to thank you guys for your participation. I want to thank you for your presence. You guys make this show such a joy to do. Um, thank you to those who have been, you know, booking your discovery calls. And, you know, I think that a lot of you are really taking this time to figure out what it is that you want to do for yourself and building something for yourself. And I commend you all on that. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think we're going to leave it there. And thank you so much for the hearts. I really do appreciate it. It makes a girl feel good to know that she is loved. <laughs> but that is where I'm going to leave you guys for tonight. Um, the 
the the replay will be up on YouTube in a few moments as well. The uh, the podcast, the audio version will be up soon too. So if you missed any part of the show, you can go back and watch it. So take care of yourselves. Be well. Rest. Wash your hands. Stay inside. Thank you for the hearts, Tanya. Um, and good night, everybody. Bye. Did this end? What the hell? YouTube and Facebook. Leave me alone. I don't have no rights to this music. YouTube and Facebook. Damn it.